like you might prefer that type of gaming where us who grew up playing on screens are like, oh man, I just, I would rather have a screen. You kids get off my lawn. (laughs) And welcome back to another episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Uh, Yeah, this is quite the long episode. Not going to lie, we got on a little bit of a tangent with a little conversation question we generated during the week. So I will keep the intro short. Hopefully you guys enjoy the episode and thanks for tuning in. Excellent. Ooh, let me make sure I go in and set my computer as priority device. I love priority devices. They make the world go round. <laughs> Hydro pumper. Yeah. Is, is uh, there? A, there's a whole series on YouTube about Demi Lovato just and her experience with drugs. <laughs> yeah. Seems odd, but seems interesting. Wasn't she on? Well, I forgot. What was she on? Like, was she on fentanyl or was she on something else? She was on some hard shit. Yeah, I don't know. She's definitely had had a rough life, and there's there's a couple things out there. Uh, she had some documentary not too long ago on like maybe it was on YouTube as well or Netflix or one of those things, um, talking about it. So, um. Yeah, I I watched whatever the the previous one was. Um, pretty interesting stuff, but nothing to do with video games. Just saw it and made me think yeah. of it. Yeah, YouTube definitely <laughs> pushing it hard. I see it every time. It's it's a little over the top. I think they probably spend a lot of money on it and uh, are trying to recoup <laughs> some costs. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> as far as tech news is concerned, uh, Ooh. I, I have gaming news, oh! but not tech news. Oh! <laughs> At least I don't think I do, but gaming news. So you, I think you saw this cause you saw my Instagram post, but I started super Mario galaxy. I did. I didn't know how to feel about it. Because I thought you were going to play Hollow Knight. Well, so the reason I played Super Mario Galaxy is because it was March 31st, the yep. last day Mario was alive. Yep. Um, but now you're going to keep playing it. I'm surprised you're even <laughs> remotely upset, even jokingly. It's Mario. It is uh, Mario. But Mario. yeah, it, I... I knew I I would be like good, but I didn't expect to actually like really Enjoy like it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game. That soundtrack is actually one of the, I think one of the hardest soundtracks in the series. The... Uh, Adam said greater than all other Super Mario soundtracks. Oh really? Yeah, he was watching the stream and he was like, yeah, greater than like Super Mario Galaxy one and two, greater than all Mario soundtracks. That that, that soundtrack does go cosmically ape shit. I mean that. Ooh. Okay. 
Yeah, I so when I started playing it, I was like, "Oh, good egg galaxy," and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so pumped!" I was like, "Oh yeah, good soundtrack." I I totally forgot about Gusty Garden though too, like oh, oh I can't forget about that, and the 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 boss one where I feel it's like rock something or some shit like that. But when you're fighting Mini Bowser, I don't know how far you got into it, but like yeah, any Mini Bowser, far, yeah. Yeah, when you finish, like, uh, there's, like, five, like, clusters of planets, right? Or some shit like that. When you, like, finish one, you have, like, a mini Bowser boss fight. I don't know why you always fight mini Bowser. But the soundtrack that they used for that one is definitely a nice... I'm pretty sure they got some some timpanies going ape shit on the track. (laughs) Koji Kondo himself doing the whole band (laughs) just running around. (laughs) All recorded at the same time. He's literally just sprinting between <laughs> instruments, and somehow they're still playing. They they have every instrument for each note set up and pre like for wind instruments. The keys are already in trumpet, yeah, so, so he's just running down the line and playing each note on a separate instrument. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be stupid. <laughs> Nothing but great visuals only on the Mo Video Games podcast. Um, um, but yeah, but yeah. James, you owe me a Coke. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, very fire. Very fire. And the gameplay is really fucking fun. Uh, yeah, it, I haven't played a 2 like at all, though. I was kind of hoping they would come out with those on the Switch. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, especially since they're doing like the limited release. Now that that's gone, I, I would bet maybe like around the summertime again, kind of when they had it going before, they'll be like, oh, look at this. We now remastered Super Mario Galaxy 2, and I, was, were there any? Like after Maybe Galaxy? some of the older ones. <laughs> I don't know what else they'd do. I don't think, I think it was Galaxy 1, Galaxy 1, 2, and then Odyssey, right? That's what I thought. So yeah, it's, it's kind of odd then that Galaxy 2 is the solo mission. Like you but can that's play why I was wondering if they Switch. would do like OG Super Mario Bros. I think I thought you could already play that on the Nintendo Switch Online, like the NES console thing on the Switch. Oh, can you? Maybe not. I I might be mistaken there, but I mean, I have no fucking idea. They'll make a a 3D RPG of the original Super Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> your your RPG choices are Mario or Luigi. <laughs> Um, that that would be interesting. I mean, I know there have been like fan made creations where they like change the perspective instead of side scrolling, like you're going straight, um, in two D. And even uh, there's a there's an Easter egg in Dying Light, um, which is one of the games I'm talking about today, where Ooh. you you go down a tube and you have a a three D um Mario level that you're playing as um, or that 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 you run through um. And dying light. So I didn't even plan on that connection right there, but it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting Easter egg in there. And so yeah. What is Nintendo gonna do? Copy dying light? I don't think so. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> um so yeah, it'll be interesting because Galaxy 2. So my stream got raided um from this uh streamer uh YouTuber called SPG sixty four and Oh nice bro. So I, I subscribed to to his stuff and watched some of it. And Super Mario Galaxy 2, he's been playing a lot of that lately. And he does like a bunch of mods and stuff. And uh, it it looks super fun. But I mean, I, I don't know how different it is from the first Galaxy, like what they added to it. Um, 
it's kind of like anti antithetical to what Nintendo does with Mario is like doing a direct sequel. Yeah. Like it's kind of it's that's the only one, right? There's no like Sunshine 2 or Yeah, anything. to my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, maybe uh, the Galaxy series will just last forever and all of those series are garbage. They just knew that the soundtrack was banger enough to make a uh, sequel. I mean, Galaxy is pretty crazy. Like, I, I finally, like, halfway through the stream, I my brain kind of started to <coughs> understand <gasps> the gravity. Bless you, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah, what the fuck was going on with that game? <laughs> yeah. But like initially, I'm just like my brain's like I can't compute. Where am I running? But then then it starts to make sense. So, um, yeah, I'd be down for way more games. I mean, I know a lot of people. Even even SPG uh, released a video on April Fool's Day. Um, it was a trailer for Super Mario Galaxy Three. So definitely something the fans are wanting. There's. I'm trying to figure out if there's any other thing. The problem is, is there's so many fucking Super Mario games that, like, I have no idea what the fuck they are. Like, new Super Mario Bros. Wii. 2D side-scrolling platform video game. A follow-up to the DS game. Is this just, like, a you use 3D sprites in the OG game? That's what it looks like. <laughs> Probably. Super Mario Run. Developer iOS. You just run, and then you see Mario running on the screen. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, they definitely have sequels, but it's only for their 2D. Okay. Well, yeah, and I guess there's Super Mario Bros. 1, 2, and 3 for the OG shit. But yeah, for 3D anything, it doesn't look like there's really any sequels. Hmm. Research complete. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was that just was messing full, with the audio for a second. It was, that was a full weird. review of the Mario universe right there. <laughs> right there. You don't need to tune back in for any more Mario talk. That's true. Um, That's true, yeah. baby. I also, uh, the PlayStation Spring Sale is going on. So I, I, the Instagram followers decided Ghost of Tsushima is going to be my next playthrough after Alan Wake, um, which I'm hoping to record more of maybe today. I'm really close to the end. I just haven't had time with the move and everything uh, to finish it. But I was—it was full price for such a long time. I was like, I'm just going to wait until the absolute last possible minute in case it goes on sale. And what do you know? The PlayStation gods blessed me. How kind! And I think it's still on sale now. So if you're listening, although by the time Wednesday rolls around, and so if you're listening to this live, you could probably go check it out. I don't know if the sale will still be going on when this podcast goes live on Wednesday, but. Um, it's on sale. It's like thirty three percent off. I think it's about forty bucks, something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, the the play at home is still going on. So there's nine free games you can keep for life without needing PlayStation Plus. And Horizon Zero Dawn will be available April nineteenth. Um, <laughs> mark your calendars. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's me. Played some more God of War. Hell yeah, it's fantastic. And, uh, that's about. Oh yeah, and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, just released their big one point two patch. That I I started to read the patch notes because someone on Reddit posted it, um, 
And I was reading through and I was like reading each patch note just to like, out of curiosity, I haven't even played the game. I wanted to see like what kind of fixes they're doing. And they're pretty like substantial fixes. They're like, oh yeah, uh, fix this issue where this entire quest line doesn't work. And uh, fixed an issue where you couldn't fire this weapon. And uh, fix this issue where the NPCs uh, couldn't die. And uh, like just like crazy, like, okay, why is this in the game that's released? And I was reading through and reading through, and then I looked at the little like scroll bar on the side of the window. Oh and I my had gotten god! Yeah, through, it's huge. Yeah, I got through like thirty updates, and I was like, "Man, this is still going." I looked, and the scroll bar is still at the top. And I scroll all the way through. I think it's like over five hundred patch notes. Um, is is what I read at least. I didn't actually count them myself, but I believe it. There's an absolute shit ton of it. Um, and PC Gamer just came out with an article that's basically if you're waiting to pick up Cyberpunk. If you're waiting for it to essentially be a close to like normal finished game, don't. Um, it's still essentially an early access game, even after all those fixes. Um, oh my god, dude, that's a book. They could publish that. They could- <laughs> yeah, it's it's really sad. They they did, however, say that it wasn't like don't buy it. They said if you're waiting for it to be like a non buggy game, you still need to wait. But they were like, they still say it's a really fun game and like worth picking up even as it was in its initial release state um yeah so so that that's good to hear but yeah it's and they said obviously some of the bugs and stuff i mean although it can break immersion i think it could probably be entertaining so there's kind of a bit of a trade-off there so for sure for sure Um, for sure that's that's all i got all you got i think i'll probably think of something but that's all i got i'm done Podcast is over. Chocho's lounging. I need to go worship her. She's just being a little cutie patootie with her booty on the scooty, if you know what I'm saying. Nope. Nope, I don't know either. (laughs) She just loves it when I leave my window open. She'll just, like, either lie on my bed with her front paws in the windowsill and then just stare out, or she'll just fully lie in the windowsill (laughs) so that she can just stare out. Is is she like Mocha, where if she gets even a a whiff of fresh air she turns into a crack head and starts she, sprinting around everywhere it is not as bad as mocha for sure mocha has an unnatural unnatural response to fresh air but she definitely gets a little juiced if uh she gets some fresh air for sure she can get a little bit of zoomy uh she also will if she sees a bird she'll start like chirping and trying to imitate the bird noise to like call the bird in <laughs> yes come to me i am one of you one of you birds just because i am four to five times your size doesn't mean you can't trust me i am king burb come so yeah she definitely does start tweaking out a little bit she gets she gets she gets worked up but not as bad as no one's gonna get as bad as mocha i mean mocha literally gets cracked out when she gets one (laughs) one whiff of fresh air and she's like this is the good stuff i I think she has the same average energy expenditure as chocho but um she's just at a zero for like 90 percent of the time and then she's at like 150 percent for the other 10 Yeah, Choach is just rocking at like a 75 to 80 nonstop. Much, much, much more energy on average. But the peaks you just can't beat. It's, yeah, it's wild. With with Mocha's broken back, you know, it's really <laughs> impressive that she goes through that. It is. She just powers through the pain. She does power through the pain. 
It's sad that she has back problems, man. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, for those of you listening, Mocha does not have back problems. But real quick side story. Uh, we, she went to the vet and she does not like the vet. She also is not a huge fan of her tum-tum being touched. And so she, I don't remember why she was there, but they had to do some kind of like check on her stomach or whatever. Um, I think she was having some bowel issues and uh, they took her off to a different like place to get x-rayed and i could hear her screaming like at like a human at the top of her lungs like someone was murdering her from behind the closed like two closed doors um just absolutely screaming they come back in and they're like yeah here's some like animal narcotics like like vicodin for pets essentially they're like hopefully like they got she she must have some back issues um and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But okay, I guess I'll take it. We still have the the thing, the stuff, because you're not supposed to like dispose of it. Like if you don't use it, you're supposed to bring it back to the vet because it's a controlled substance. So I needed to do that. I just haven't done it yet. But we haven't used a single one because her back's not broken. She just doesn't like her tum-tum being touched and apparently really doesn't like it enough that the vet thought her, her back was broken. But all the x-rays and stuff, they're like, yeah, we don't see anything. But uh, her back's messed up. Yeah, it's it's messed up real bad. <laughs> that's a that's a real bad back mess up out there. So we 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 joke that uh, it, it, she's got. Broken we don't back. joke. It's real. It's real. The doctor it's said so. so. Um, do but, not doubt uh, what the doctor has to say. Yeah, they never wrong. They never, never wrong. Never wrong. So you me thought of an interesting question. No a prompt. No, if you will. No. Yeah, okay. what did I think of, Maxwell? Well, I guess I don't know if you thought of it, but you, you presented I did think the idea. Okay, well, so the question... But what did I think? Loosely was, <laughs> will... Have we kind of reached the point where games today will hold up kind of... For a longer period, if not, like, indefinitely? Like, obviously, going back to, like, Super Mario 64 versus Super Mario Galaxy. Like, Slight Super Mario 64... Small. Small. Small difference. Pequeño. Um, is Something like a couple more pixels to represent the character between the two games, like one or two, you know? It's pretty, just a few, yeah. If you look at them side by side, I mean, I would be a little confused. I'd probably think the 64 Mario is in a Galaxy. <laughs> um, but Galaxy to Odyssey is a much smaller difference. Um, and like me going back to play Galaxy, especially because of how Nintendo does their art style and kind of keeps it in the same boat they're not really changing that much visually um even though odyssey does look newer and better like you go back to galaxy especially the remastered galaxy and it looks it looks phenomenal um so that that's kind of the, the overarching prompt question like have we reached a point where games are not going to improve enough visually to distinguish themselves from the games of today is it do, you, do you have thoughts? Or do you I want do. Me to go? <clears throat> I, uh, let me let me start with my gut reaction being. <laughs> well, do I do I think they will hold up better? Yes, unequivocally, oh. undoubtedly, uh, indubitably, indubitably. <laughs> um. Do I think it will be noticeable that they are from today, like five to ten years from now? Yes. 
Do you think that will always be the case? Like, if I raise this question in 15 years, are you going to be saying, do I think it'll be noticeable in 10 to 20 years instead of 5 to 10? Like, do you think that the curve slows down? Because my, okay, so my thought was, essentially you need a large shift in the current paradigm of technology in order to make like something really big happened. So like when Super Mario 64 came out and we went 3D, well now all the 2D games seem a little more 2D and a little less 3D and it's pretty fucking noticeable, you know? Like that was a huge shift technologically, uh, advancing games forward. I would say the next one that's coming up is VR. I don't know how ubiquitous VR is going to come though. I don't know how long it's going to take. I guess it's probably better to say how long will it take for VR to become ubiquitous? Because there's theoretically a point where like the tech would be so cheap, like a hundred years in the future, right? That everyone would be able to afford it because VR is just so fucking easy to make now. You know, like our tech skills are just that crazy that like a kid can fucking make a VR headset. Yeah. Just 3d print it real quick. Yeah. 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 Like it's, I mean, it's, it seems kind of inevitable to happen, even though it seems ridiculous right now, but that's obviously because we live, right now and not a hundred years in the future (laughs) um but even then i still feel like vr is gonna be like not a i don't think vr is gonna like all consume games i I think a lot of people just like the like a lot of people get sick from vr maybe that's something that as humans will evolve out of you know (laughs) no one will get sick of it uh but like i think a lot of people like to just you know like normal i just want the tv bro i want the game the controller yeah and that that i think kind of goes to like a generational talk like if if you grow up with vr and especially as vr like they improve the frame rates and the resolutions to help with motion sickness as well like you might prefer that type of gaming where us who grew up playing on screens are like oh man i just i would rather have a screen you kids get off my that's true yeah yeah (laughs) Get out my VR now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that's it, it's interesting because I, I kind of thought VR was turning into a dead technology um, until Sony announced that they're working on a next generation headset. Um, yeah, I don't think it's dead at all. I think a lot of people still want it. Yeah, but it's like it's so it's so expensive is the the issue. Um, and if if Sony and Microsoft weren't going to invest further into it which is the gaming sphere and like I've, Nintendo doesn't have anything maybe they'll they'll do something eventually then it's like okay well at, at least from a gaming perspective and which is going to reach the mass market and bring prices down maybe VR will never become ubiquitous even if we have the technology like no one will just create an, an affordable one or have that that capability but now that Sony is working on next gen um VR and it actually looks pretty cool um I've, that that kind of changed my mind. I'm like, okay, maybe VR will be there <laughs> in the future. I mean, I still I still have faith in VR. I actually still have faith in uh, cloud gaming. I just think that cloud gaming is a lot. Cloud gaming feels a lot longer away. It, but it, I definitely think there's a point where theoretically our network bandwidth is just so fucking good. There's no reason. Like, I'm talking way far in the future, you know, but like we're going to hit some point where we're so fucking interconnected. We all have little gig net lines to fucking everywhere. But that's that's the interesting thing is we have that technology now, 
but legislation um, and lobbying is preventing that and monopolization is preventing it. Like they, they think that like there are companies that will only invest and give you the option for like a 15 meg download. And like, we're the only one, we're not going to invest in our infrastructure. We're not going to improve it, even though fiber optic technology is there and like there's no reason for data caps and all this kind of stuff like businesses are for profit they just want to maximize that profit and uh it's kind yeah, of but like theoretically it's gonna it's always gonna end up going there right like when you're when you're gonna replace a broken fucking line like a cable line i mean if you're gonna do all the digging anyways are you really gonna throw in some shitty old technology that is like probably i don't know uh yeah, I, I mean, for sure, capitalism definitely would want to rule supreme here, but I feel like fiber optic, I mean, does it last longer? I don't know the details of it, so. I don't either. Canadians, <laughs> let us know. Maybe it makes it makes sense, but I just think as long as there's monopolies and corporations in charge of it, like, regardless of the technology, like, it's, I mean, it's, I it's think a long VR, I think VR is going to become ubiquitous, roughly, quote unquote. We'll call ubiquitous like Xbox 360 popularity level of games, not like today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll keep it modest. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I still, yeah, I think VR will become ubiquitous before cloud gaming. But I view cloud gaming as, uh, yeah, like I said, I think as the limb of T approaches infinity, it'll happen. I just don't know how long in that asymptotical curve you're going to have to go in order to get there. I mean, it could be a long time. I mean, it, by the time cloud gaming is there, I might actually release a video on my thoughts on cloud gaming. So, <laughs> um, I, I do That's have to say, <laughs> my, my takeaway from the video that I will eventually post in 10 to 15 <laughs> years um, is I, I think cloud gaming is an, is an excellent supplement to current hardware gaming, but I don't think it can stand alone. If you want a good gaming experience, Investing in cloud gaming, I don't think makes sense. Um, I think you're better off saving that money each month and then buying a console or a PC um, to play those games on. Um, I think that I just makes more sense. But, but I think as like I said, as as the tech Im Im improves, I definitely think that it'll be only become more viable and more realistic of a pursuit. Stadia um, does have a free tier though, um, so. That's actually pretty promising. Um, and Stadia is by far the best cloud gaming service right now. Um, but the one that I would recommend to people, or at least I would have, it's kind of interesting, is NVIDIA GeForce Now, um, which essentially you're, you're paying to use NVIDIA's like computers for the cloud gaming. But if you own the game, then you don't have to buy it. It's essentially using your library of games. Oh, nice. That's, so super, you don't, that's super nice. Yeah, you're only paying for their compute. You're not paying to like get stuck on their platform. Um, but I, the reason I was like, oh, it was an easy recommendation to now being like, you'd have to think about it is, so I am paying $5 a month for their Founders Edition, um, but they just recently left their like beta and so I'm now grandfathered in to $5 a month because I was a founder. But now for everyone who wants to enter into that, they, they also have a free tier, but the my tier has like ray tracing and like I think unlimited play times and you have like priority um, to getting an actual 
system. That's ten dollars a month now, which is a huge jump. And then it's like some would say double. Yeah, like that's that's a lot more. And especially when you have something like Game Pass, that's fifteen dollars a month, and you get X Cloud on top of it. Yeah, yeah, Um, like X Cloud, which is still in beta, but you get access to that plus so many games. Like maybe five dollars a month more makes a lot more sense um, on that front. So. It's interesting. It's cloud gaming. There's a lot of competition. It's all new too. Stadia is the only established one. NVIDIA is rounding the corner. xCloud is still in beta. And Amazon Luna is a pile of dog shit. Um, that's all I can say about Luna. So Nice. That, yeah, that's my cloud enough. gaming video right there. I, I produced it. Um, but back to the question at hand. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say. I mean, interesting conversation either way. Um, but that that that's fair, and the reason I say I think it will always be noticeable is because if it no longer becomes noticeable, that's a lack of innovation, and I think that just kind of means things are going to become stagnant and sad, and I almost don't want that to happen. But like, what, what other than the two, we we've listed two obvious trajectories for gaming, but even cloud gaming isn't like notable, and like. You're not gonna be like. Yeah, it doesn't change the uh, game. Yeah, I'm not. I'm playing Super Mario Galaxy on a server in California, even though I'm in Iowa. Yeah, it's at. Like, it's got a little bit more lag, baby, but I don't have hardware. It's crazy. I'm like, playing on my cell phone, but I yeah. have ray tracing. So I like VR is the only like obvious next technological advancement for us to, and gaming. I mean, you can keep jacking up the graphics until you get to realism, but, like, what else? Like, you, there's no, like, obvious, like, a story is still a story, and that hasn't changed for however long stories have been being told and stuff like that, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, the I feel like immersion is kind of the next step. Um, I mean, like, right now, visually, I, I agree. I think we've kind of hit, like, a, a certain peak where we're probably going to enter the uncanny valley real fast before we get to photorealism where it's just gonna it's gonna look kind of weird or maybe we're already there i don't know but um that's only one of our senses like the ps5 with the dual sense is trying to add like touch into like with the haptic feedback the the adaptive triggers is trying to bring in some of our other senses and also the 3d audio trying to make sound more immersive um, I'm waiting for the Bluetooth no- nose plug-in. <laughs> you walk into the sewer, then you actually have to smell the shit of the sewer while you're down there. I I wouldn't put it past. Um, I, <laughs> I it, one thing I like to bring up. I I I went to um, New Year's. Uh, there, there was a New Year's party that had like the five senses, um, and they were you. They were handing out candy. And they had on a building a huge display showing fruit. And they were playing different music for each fruit. Um, and so you were then supposed to take the candy, eat the candy while that fruit was up there. So you're tasting it. You're getting the sensation of the, of the candy as you're chewing down. They had smell shooters that were shooting the smell of that fruit while you were looking at it and listening to the music. So this the technology like the exists. shit I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> It was it was wild to say the least. Orange, 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 orange. orange. 
Yeah. No, but that, that, I mean, I think, I don't think anyone would want that, but I, there's gotta be somebody out there. Or if you're like a really crazy tech tuber that happens to be listening to this and you, you should go create a video about creating a smell inversive, like robot technology for a game. Um, immersive, not inversive. <laughs> oh God. Start sucking the smell out of your nose. Um, but yeah, that, that would be wild. But that's, that's kind of where, and VR, I think, is a different level of immersion as well. So that, that's kind of where things will go. But I, I think if we, if we want to talk strictly visually, I think, yeah, we're kind of at a, a point where you'll come back to games like this. But the, the problem with that, too, is PS1 era, like Gran Turismo 2, playing that game, I was like, holy shit, I am driving a real car. There's no possible way it could get better than this. Um like are we in that kind of same boat where we're like wow this looks fantastic there's no way it can get better and then all of a sudden it looks wildly different like i don't know i don't know i i think we're getting close enough to photorealism i think it's different i mean it's not like you didn't know that it's not fucking not photorealistic when you saw it you were just like you know pumped that the game looked fucking real good but it's yeah it's not like today where when you know play uncharted 4 and you're like holy fuck this game looks literally incredible yeah that's fair i i I think i think we are yeah kind of kind of reaching that point um so that's interesting so I look at Uncharted 4 and I'm like, this is definitely not a PS1 game. <laughs> I'm looking at picks right now. For sure not a PS1 game. Let me look up Gran Turismo. <laughs> well, it's pulling up the new one, so the cars look really good. <laughs> what, what was what I... uh, Gran Turismo 1? Would that be PlayStation? Yeah, 1 and 2. <laughs> These screenshots. Oh, it looks like Crazy Taxi. <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> it's really bad it's even in um i have like a guinness book of world records or i had one from 2001 i think and gran turismo 2's graphics were in there and they were they were highlighting the fact that like there's like sunbeams that reflect off the windows or something like that yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. It's there's wild. the uh the gtr skyline the fucking the plaque in the front yeah. is literally i'm pretty sure five pixels <laughs> it's like there's like four blotches of red and then one blotch of white they're like good enough yeah they they know they get the, this, they get the that's a gti that's a gti um the what, what i think is cool about how technology for gaming is advancing is how much easier it appears to be for indie developers to create gorgeous like fully comprehensive fun fully fledged games like i call it i call it i baby for um, only 15 dollars but it's a uh, it's i think it's opening up kind of it's kind of giving like more high quality brushes to the artists to create things and they also talked about too like especially for game artists who are like creating these beautiful like photorealistic assets and then they have to essentially be dumbed down to go into games and they they talked a lot about this epic games when they did their ps5 demo with their unreal engine 5 demo and talking about how 
they're trying to get to the point that you can bring in these photorealistic assets and just use them in game and the engine can decide like how many polygons and stuff to assign um, based on where you're looking level of detail all, all that kind of stuff and just making it easier to create beautiful games so i guess that that in and of itself kind of answers the question of um hold on but that's kind of weird but in of itself kind of answers the question of yeah i think games have kind of reached their peak um but it's maybe more accessible to more people and there's going to be maybe more new innovative ideas in gaming innovative innovative we love innovative, we love innovative ideas um like the medium on xbox i think i talked about it last week the fact that they're fully rendering two worlds simultaneously um and granted it doesn't run the greatest but the fact that they have the power to do that it's kind of bringing back like couch co-op i think for a long time was kind of dead because there was no way there was enough horsepower to push like showing both characters on screen um yeah and we're, we're getting to that point now where there's a lot more games coming out that have that capability which is wonderful i love couch co-op man Couch co-op do be good. I'm looking at pictures of the medium right now. Looks pretty dope. It do it. it yeah, I think it got pretty decent reviews too. Um, it's like one of those like solid outings. I think it's Microsoft exclusive. So, hell yeah, that Microsoft's getting back in the game. Finally doing it. Haven't done anything since Halo. But all all the Bethesda games now are on Game Pass. So. Like you got like Dooms and uh, Skyrim and all that kind of stuff. Fallouts, I think. Um, since Microsoft acquired Bethesda, now pretty much all of it's on Game Pass. So that, that makes Game Pass even more compelling. All worth it. <laughs> well, I've exhausted all my thoughts on this conversation. <laughs> I'm exhausted too, man. I need another cup of coffee. It, it it is a really interesting it i mean it it prompts a lot of thoughts about what the future of gaming will be um but i, I think nintendo has proven that like graphics and quote-unquote immersion don't really fucking matter <laughs> yeah for sure but I, I agree with the like the fact that indie developers can do so much more now and make so much like more close to an actual full-fledged game you know or like what you would call like a big trippy A title. Uh, yeah, like our technology is definitely hitting, hitting a good little little peak here. Nice little Lucky. nice little performance bike. If you can get your hands on it, that is. That's true. That's true, baby. I have been waiting for my 3060 for eight months now and still haven't gotten it. <laughs> can I get a RTX 3060? Yeah. It's got to be available, right? Well, I mean, no, you can't actually get your hands on it, but there. All right, there's a 3060 Ti for $1,325. Oh, GG. It's like the price of a 3090 for a 3060. Yeah, it's great. Ooh, okay. Jesus Christ, those are really expensive still. Yeah. Yeah, I, I decided to look and just see what the market was like. I looked at like 3080s, and they're all like over two grand, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, the market is still real bad. It's been bad for a long time now. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate that my my 1080 has been surprisingly uh, powerhouse. Easily. 
Yeah, well, because I, I got real worried. I was like, oh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is like, oh, the next crisis. Like, you're not going to be able to run it at all. And I mean, I was running it at 1440p, um, like like high settings. And it was definitely playable. I think it was at least over 30 frames per second. Um, That's real crazy. So I was I was very happy with that. So, yeah, I'm fortunate. But it's, it's a wild world out there, man. Wow. Yeah, my little 1060 is, she's, she's huffing and puffing. Still the Which number you, one graphics card um, on Steam that hardware. That is true. Survey, so. That is true. Because no one can get a different graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> there are no other graphics cards to purchase. Ain't that uh, the truth? Hey, I still play League of Legends <laughs> like a champ, so. <laughs> um, I did try to do another speed run of Hollow Knight, different category. Maxwell tuned in for a little bit. I had the worst time ever. I kept on dying to the dumbest shit ever in the world. And then I forgot. I died once and then I died again trying to get my shade, which if you don't recover your shade, you lose all your geo. But I forgot that until I recovered my second shade. And then I was literally like at the point in the run where I was about to like do a I had to purchase something essentially to continue the run for like 800 geo and I only had 100 geo and at that point in the game farming geo is very slow and very tedious and I was like this run is fucking kapoodled so <laughs> so that was an hour and a half of my life just literally fucking hit three for live split which just resets the times back to zero they were like you have some new PBs you want to save and I was like no fucking thank you <laughs> It took me like fucking 25 minutes to get from one grub to another grub, even though they're like a 30 second walk apart from each other. But I was just committing. I don't want no grub. Massadoku. <laughs> oh my God, it was horrible. So yeah, I was trying to do the 112% all Pantheon bosses, which is essentially full completion of the game. Uh, and then the Pantheon is just like a boss rush at the end. So it's pretty hype, pretty hype run. Uh, world record is three hours and 15 minutes. So I'm expecting my first run to take me about eight hours. <laughs> I'm being honest. Maybe it won't be eight hours. Maybe I can do it in like six. Maybe I'll be just half, half as slow. I mean, I think that's kind of the exciting thing about like when you start speed running is the gains are huge. The gain, gains were huge because my first uh, any percent no major glitches, like I started it. Well, I didn't technically time the first one, but the end game time was around three and a half hours. Okay. Maybe probably shorter than that because I think I might have left it on the like end screen. Uh, but I'm not 100%. So yeah, either way, yeah. I cut off uh, I cut off an hour each run <laughs> for the next two runs after that. <laughs> and I was like, man, these gains are great. If I keep doing this, I'll beat the world record in two more <laughs> rounds. I'll be, I'll be negative time if I keep up this improvement. So. Yeah, no, the initial gains of speedrunning is super fun and it is definitely a fun like it's fun to study the game and then break it a little bit you know like it's uh it's been a good time i got a request to do ocarina of time which i know i mentioned before and it just makes me nervous i have too much respect for the people that run ocarina of time i don't think i can do them dirty like that but hollow knight no respect <laughs> The glitches and fucking because it, it, you like the skips and Ocarina of Time just look way fucking harder 
and there's like four or five that you really got to get down at a bare minimum um where essentially hollow knight is just like you just got to have tight mccann's for the most part you know the path have tight mccann's and then you just grind it there's really not anything super crazy that they do this i mean the c dash skips there's there's two like there's a dash where you just like charge up your hizaki energy don't know what that is but you charge up your energy and then you go boom 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 and shoot straight uh there's two skips using that that are like really tightly timed but it's not like an ocarina of time where you like will like do a backflip over a fence and then knife strike while throwing a bomb and then you launch yourself really quickly in one direction or some shit like that like it's not as not as frame perfect i mean it can get a little tight for sure but it, it definitely is not frame perfect I have at least two or three frames to see dash. <laughs> so, well, so yeah, I uh, might start doing it, but I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna try the 112 percent again today, probably. Just to keep got keep, eight hours set aside. <laughs> just to keep the the people listening involved in my speed running escapades. That's not the right word, is it? Do I have escapades? Do I have escalades? You take your escalade on escapade. Ooh, okay. An act or incident involving excitement, daring, or adventure. <laughs> That's an escapade right there. Well, well, shall we talk about the games? Yeah, just slide right into Hollow Knight. That's, Speaking that's one of, of Hollow Knight, today. Hollow Knight <laughs> is on my thing. And then my other game is Portal 2. And I have to say, we are in the quarterfinals, the Sweet 16. It is the final 16 of our top 50. Like, this is... This is getting to heavy hitters. Heavy hitters only. Heavy hitters only. It's exciting. Okay, well, Hollow Knight game developed by Team Cherie, a small indie company, literally, unlike the memes about <laughs> Riot Games being a small indie company. Um, and it's a great game, and I've already reviewed it, so I really have no reason to talk about it. Received 87 out of 100 on PC. <laughs> Uh, development was partially funded through a Kickstarter crowdfunding campaign, raising over fifty-seven thousand Australian by the end of twenty fourteen. Released fifty-seven thousand Australians to develop the game. Uh, released in early twenty seventeen. Got the sequel, Silk Song, slated for twenty twenty one. Looking at the calendar, what year is it? Twenty twenty one, slated this year. Insane. Um. Essentially, you're a little bug dude with a nail, and you are saving Hollow Nest. <laughs> There's some corruption going on, and you take your nail, and you go, oh, bad corruption, and that's it. It's a Metroidvania. <laughs> I, this is a great description of the game so far. Uh, and then Portal 2. <laughs> I'll keep the descriptions brief. You uh, take portals, you jump through them. But you can carry your momentum through the portals, so you got to get a little funky funky. It's a little little physics sim. You got to do a little jumpy jumpy. You could play with your friends online or couch. It is a couch co-op game. Crazy. I know. Oh, shit. And then when you're playing with your homie, it's different from the single player story. So then you guys got to work together because now you have two portals you can use. So you might have to have your homie have you set up a portal so you jump down through a hole and then you launch through the wall and then you shoot your portal bam 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 and launch yourself somewhere else is that why it's called portal 2 
Because you is. got two portals. Two portals. <laughs> um, I have no idea what portal got on Metacritic, so I will do my due my due <laughs> due diligence now. <laughs> Ninety five out of one hundred on Metacritic. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it is a really fire game. Released April nineteenth, two two thousand and eleven. Um. Yeah, damn. Portal Two was actually a real fire game. Portal Two is probably like it, 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 Portal Two, and what is the other game developed by Valve? Uh, Portal. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fucking helpful. Half Life. There we go. Both both those games are like fucking worshipped and have been worshipped for such a long time and so i was not expecting i knew portal 2 when i played it was going to be a banger but i was not expecting it to be like oh yeah this is actually a fucking banger though right i was like i was just expecting it to be a good game but no the game is actually insanely fucking fun to play um and the co-op was also really fun it's a very short co-op you could probably beat it in like a night if you're playing with a friend uh i think the i think the main story is pretty short too I guess if you get confused by the puzzles, maybe it's not very short, but if, you, if, you, if your problem solving is decent, you can beat it pretty quickly. But yeah, so I've been wanting to play Half-Life after playing Portal 2 and knowing how good the games that are coming out of uh, Valve stuff. It is Valve, right? I'm not making yeah. that up. Yeah. And um, Half-Life Alex is a VR game as well. That is so. true. I've watched some gameplay of it. Uh, it looked actually pretty good. I agree. I will, yeah. I will nay lie um so yeah definitely would recommend playing portal haven't played half-life i know that probably makes me a center of a gamer but that's okay my brother had the when i was younger he had the orange box which was like team fortress 2 i'm pretty sure it had half-life and portal or something in it but i couldn't <laughs> i don't know if i couldn't figure out how to install it or i was just too lazy to install it but i never i never played the orange box even though i had all the classics at my fingertips at the time um so yeah long-winded story for both of them uh who's gonna win (laughs) stressing now are you gonna be right or are you gonna be wrong (laughs) they're both really good games (laughs) um i don't okay here's the thing Actually, well, here's what sucks. As a value proposition, actually, as a value proposition, I think Hollow Knight is better. I think there's more gameplay um, for the the money. And honestly, if you do, like, everything in the game, your, like, first run-through can take you a really fucking long time, especially if you don't know where you're going. And it doesn't feel bad either. It's not like you're like, oh, man, I'm just wasting my fucking time running around aimlessly. I mean, that's, like, the point of the Metroidvania, right, is you're, like, exploring the map, finding new upgrades, and then you're like, oh, I can use this upgrade to get to this next area. Like, that's just the whole fucking point of the <laughs> the style of the game. Um so if you don't like Metroidvanias, then I would choose Portal 2 for you. But I like Metroidvanias, so I think I am choosing <laughs> Hollow Knight. Uh, strictly off of that, like the value proposition, I think, is the big. It was $15 on release, and I have already sunk so many fucking hours in it. I have no idea what Portal 2 costs right now. I'm assuming it's about 10 to 15 bucks as well. So you can play it on many, many, many a platform. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's what I'm gonna do. Portal Two is a banger game. It does suck to go, but 
yeah as a strict value proposition you i think you have a lot more content with hollow knight to write out uh and the fact that only three people made it pretty crazy i can lie literally small indie studio team cherry do do the slappy slappy so (laughs) there's definitely some like i I was watching a couple of videos critiquing hollow knight and brought up some very valid points about like the pacing of the game is a little funky because it kind of sticks to they don't you don't want to allow in a game like someone to need an ability like if you go to a boss you need to be able to if you're expecting them to have double jump when they fight this boss then Mm -hmm. you need them to have to use double jump to get to the area right like you need to make sure that they have the ability before they get to the boss so the problem with the the thing that the critique was saying was like they stick to just assuming you only have base kit for way too long in the game and he wanted them to essentially up the difficulty and have like you know double jumping and the dash where you have like iframes and don't get hit he wanted that to be incorporated way sooner in the game which i think is really fair but i also think that if you haven't played a game like hollow knight the initial learning curve is pretty brutal so i think that for an average player um that's just like playing for fun I think having the slower start makes a lot more sense. But if you're already familiar with like the 2D platforming type, you're a hardcore 2D platformer, you know, I'm sure, yeah, it might be a little bit boring, you know, beginning if you're like real fucking good at it. Um, I do think the difficulty curve is a little like kind of all over the place with the game. Like at the beginning, it's, I think, way too hard and relativity that what it is at like mid game is pretty reasonable but it definitely gets much easier the longer that you play it because your upgrades just become super fucking OP. Like the last nail upgrade, you're at like, your base nail damage is five and your last nail upgrade puts you at like 29 nail damage. So it's like six times or some some shit like that. It's at least in the 20s. Yeah, no, your last nail upgrade literally fucking smacks. So so yeah, the, the difficulty curve is definitely a little bit kind of all over the place with the game and i definitely wish there was a little bit more time to actually like flex your abilities at the end of the game but uh they've also added like dlc like the the pantheon bosses i don't think were in the original game and with the boss rush you definitely want to have like everything pimped out because you're well for p5 the last pantheon you fight literally every single fucking boss in the game to my knowledge or like close to it's like uh takes like the fastest time i've seen is like 16 minutes to beat all of them and that's like someone who's like fully pimped out for yeah. one one of the pantheons like <laughs> uh it's 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 crazy for sure so yeah it's definitely not a perfect game don't get me wrong portal 2 i would say is like i would have a lot less critiques on portal 2 but it's kind of hard to critique it with how short the game is as well like there's just not as much content so then it makes it a little bit harder to be like, eh, eh, eh. you're a bad game. So all the night moves on portal two, cease and desist <laughs> cease to exist. That's I, I, I think that's all fair. Um, I, sorry, I got a little distracted by my landlord was like trying to call me. Um, so we, we have like a contract going by today, but it looks like the contractor is actually not coming today. So my Congratulations. schedule just freed up. Looks like we're going to have a three hour episode, baby. Hell yeah, baby. But yeah, Hollow Knight, it, it's why I really want you to play Ori and the Will of the Wisps, man. He was actually talking about Ori and uh, some of the things that he also didn't like about Hollow Knight with like how they develop their map in Hollow Knight. 
it's very like there's definitely a lot of consistencies if you take away the art styling on it you know you're gonna have narrow hallways into larger rooms which is something that will just always be true so it's a little bit ridiculous of a comment but i kind of know what he's saying where like there's not even there's there's zero slanted slopes in hollow knight literally a fucking all <laughs> in the game like there is nay a slanted slope to provide any type of variety it's all flat shit um like everything's just very squarey in part because like i don't know like you have the ability where you can like slide on the wall and then jump off of it so it's like if you have a slanted slope, where do you, are you going to like once it's 46 degree angle, then your mantis claws activated and you just have to be able to eyeball that right away. Like, I don't, you know, there's yes. definitely some development questions that like have to come and choke, choke, my goodness, um, that come into question with it. But yeah, there's definitely some parts of the platforming experience with Ori that he definitely liked a lot more, especially with the level design of it. Uh, it does sound like an Ori, though. You have a lot less actual like control because isn't your your second jump is a fixed distance when you get the double jump you can kind of feather your first jump to modulate how high you're going but the the little little bounce up thing is a fixed distance every time that i cannot confirm i know you can definitely <laughs> change the the distance of the jump but you might be right that it's only the first one um yeah is is based on how long you press the the jump button for but um I, I think that that would make sense. The second one is just kind of a press. Um, and you actually, I think you get a triple jump at some point as well. Um, oh, 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 maybe he was talking about the first one. Because that was the, the Ori you played was the second one, right? Yeah, I played, yeah, Ori in the Will of the Wisp. The first one yeah. is Ori in the Blind Forest. But. Yeah, so maybe he was talking about the first one because the review was released real quick after the game was released. Uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> It's possible. But either but yeah, way. There's a lot of terrain difference um, in, in Will of the Wisp, but I, I haven't played through all of Hollow Knight, so I can't really do a fair comparison. But I just know that I think you would like it a lot. I'm not trying okay. to say it's better, okay. but it's... Okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. Pretty fucking okay. great. It's okay. So yeah, I don't know. I just like the I like the control, and I definitely I definitely think that Hollow Knight definitely gives you a lot of tools to be very precise with what you're doing, and yeah, just a lot of control over the main character. Uh, and the aerial combat is like real simple but real fun, which is nice. Like it definitely, I mean, it does have a learning curve, but it's essentially every time you hit an enemy, your dash and your double jump will refresh. So, and if you down strike an enemy, it'll launch you upwards. So, like towards the end of the game, definitely a lot more combat just goes up in the air, and it becomes a lot more fun to just be like <laughs> down strike, dash over to another enemy, you know, double jump on them. Pogo, pogo. Everything you're describing is everything I love about Ori, man. Well, it sounds like you should play fucking Hollow Knight, so... It sounds like you should play Ori. <laughs> uh, it's so. true. I do. I do want to. If I hadn't just started uh, freaking Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy yeah. and started doing some Hex streaming of Minecraft, too. And so I'm, like, getting back into I saw that. that, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. How's, how's it going? Have you, find, uh, have you found another Frederico? I, I have not found a friend. I'm still pretty, pretty early on, just still trying to get like my initial house built. Um, I'm trying You've to go a, a little fancy. It, I thought you streamed like a couple hours of it. How pimp well, yeah, is your the, house, bro? The first, the first episode, 30 minutes of it is me trying to find the find house again. The house. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lost it. I forgot about that. Um, and I'm doing like fun. not just like a normal starter home. I'm going a little bit bigger. And what I like to do is for like the ceiling is have raw wood um 
like up and down so you can see like the pattern um of it but that means that you need a lot more of it because you're not getting like 16 planks out of one wood block um, yeah so it's, it's taking me a little bit longer to get there and stuff and then i had to deal with some pillagers and stuff so the actual pillagers like npc pillagers yeah pillagers came they, they came to my house bro um i i evaded them um but it was at night i was scared did they take your shit what the hell is this no, they, they they didn't, and I don't know if they do or not, because um, I'm playing a normal difficulty, so I don't know if they can actually, like, quote-unquote, break into my house or not, but they were, it wouldn't let me sleep, and they were there, and I didn't want to find out, so I just bolted the, the hell out of there, man. I was like, I, I'm too young to die. <laughs> That's funny. But it's been fun, so yeah, so the, but yeah, Hollow Knight is, it's on, it's on the docket. It's on the docket, it's just, woo! Way There's a way over, over there. there. Yep, yep. Um, but what so, game are you talking about, Maxwell? Uh, two absolute bangers. Oh, love to hear it. Uh, Infamous Second Son. Haven't heard of it. Developed by Sucker Punch. Uh, same people who developed Ghost of Tsushima, which I will be playing uh soon. So I'm very excited for that because Infamous Second Son. So one of my favorite games of all time. It was, I think, my first platinum uh, trophy. It, but it's definitely one of like only three or four platinum trophies I have, uh, which requires you to play through the game twice because you have to be good and evil at the end. Um, so it has a karma-based system. And uh, the first time playing through, you, you don't want to be evil because the evil is like when there are like citizens in need you essentially go and punt them um and kill them it feels like you are evil um so it feels real bad and the the ending is real sad and how you interact with some of the choices you make uh real real not good um so yeah definitely played the good story first um but the evil does a good job they do a really good job of separating like the actions you do that give you good karma or bad karma. Um, some of the different like choices throughout the game being good or bad, what the ending ends up being. And then you actually, as you get further in the skill tree, it starts to branch at one point where if you have good karma, you unlock one part of the skill tree. If you have bad karma, you unlock the other part. And it's actually decently different um, skill. So it gives you, I think, a tangible reward to that. And I talked about that in the previous um, discussion of Infamous Second Son. And... Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's open world Seattle. Um, you're playing as this this character who does stuff. <laughs> um, essentially, you your superpower is the ability to absorb other people's superpowers. So as you're interacting with other NPCs in the game that have, uh, there's one that has like the video superpower, um, which is essentially like interacting with like built like virtual billboards and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a smoke one, I think, is the first one you, you go into. There's a neon um, superpower. Ooh. And then the, the final boss lady is concrete. Um, and Classic. That's, that's kind of the last one you get. So um, it, it, keeps, it keeps it varied. Um, and you, you unlock different traversal mechanisms um, through the skill trees and doing stuff. Keeps it keeps it pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, big fan, big fan, big preach. And uh, the, the main character played by our boy, Troy Baker. Never heard um, of him. AKA Joel. Never. Um, also, I, I have to say, I have to publicly apologize to Purple Misfit. Um, 
we and by we i mean i absolutely spoiled the last of us part two for um so i i apologize to anyone who listened to our i think last or two podcasts ago where i just kind of casually talked about what happens um and i don't think i did a really good job of giving fair warning for spoilers it just casually dropped some bombs uh, i so didn't I, even think about that so you i fucked up bro i did i did i apologize um so I just got to go out there and say it. So if you're listening, if you see a game title in our podcast and you are worried about spoilers of that game at all, just avoid at all costs. Um, I guess that's my advice because apparently we suck at giving spoiler warning. So my be uh, we could just do the default spoiler warning every episode, but they're just not very helpful. Yeah, not not super helpful. So yeah, um, my be but yeah, did that. But yeah, so Troy Baker. Um, awesome actor, great game. Uh, I think it's great pacing, fun combat. Like I said, platinumed it, and it was Ooh. it was a relatively like it wasn't a super hard platinum to get, and it was it was a pretty fun one. So um, yeah, the, the the first playthrough good on normal difficulty, and second you have to do a hard difficulty completion. So once you're kind of familiar with the game, come back, play it hard mode, do the bad, boom, you're done. Um, that easy, baby. That easy. Game, game number, number two, uh, Dying Light. Oh, oh. I, I don't remember who developed that. Uh, uh, Techland. There we go. I should. I knew it was Tech something. So uh, developed by Techland, and uh, it's a zombie apocalypse game where you play as Kyle Crane, who is a parkour master. <laughs> I don't know. He's not even parkour master before he lands and her on though, right? Like he goes well, he, to the he's tower. He's a soldier. I I think he. Oh, you're saying I because mean, you like I, unlock skills as you're going? Is that what you're no, saying? No, but like you like you get uh, trained by. I can't remember his fucking oh, name. Oh yeah, the red yeah, shirt. yeah. You're on the <laughs> you're on the crane. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, but like literally, you like go through like five minutes of training, and then you're like, oh, I'm so good at parkour now. <laughs> That's a, that's a good point. I forgot about that. So yeah, you play as Kyle Crane, the super quick learning parkour master, um, and you're sent ruthless by, killer. I think it's the GRC. I don't remember GRE. if that's it. GRE, yeah, Global Relief, Relief Effort. Effort, yeah. There we go. A GRC, like I think, is in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I've been watching lately, which is great. Highly recommend you go check it out if you got Disney Plus. Um, I have been actually watching a little bit of it. Actually, yeah. What? Yeah. I uh, spoilers, spoilers. Because at least I think I'm. At least I think I'm watching it. I just saw the (laughs) episode with a smiling tiger where the guy pretends to be smiling tiger. Have you seen that episode? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It's the most recent one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that is. I'm pretty sure it was the show because I just sit down. My roommate's been watching it, so I'll just sit down and tune in for a while. But yeah, that episode is pretty funny. When the smiling tiger, the guy's like, "You want your usual?" (laughs) (laughs) Mmm. I want another one. (laughs) So good. That looks real nasty. It's actually been. Yeah. It's been. It's been pretty good. And the most recent episode, I think, was was the best one yet. So that was that was a good one to catch. Yeah, I it was it was definitely entertaining. I have absolutely fucking no idea what's happening because I just don't know anything about the Marvel universe at literally at all. Um other than that Thanos is a bad guy. 
Yeah. That's my knowledge. That's like the MCU, I think, is doing a good job. My dad pointed this out to me, but uh, effectively, it's like how comic books are because all comic books like kind of require knowledge of other characters and other comic books. and They all kind of tie together. Um, and the movies are kind of doing that where typically movies would try to create at least a good standalone experience. And not that it's not a good standalone experience, but I don't think they would rely as heavily on having it intertwined with with other things so much but like wandavision um is kind of a precursor to doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which is a movie coming out this one is starting to feel like it might be a precursor or tie-in to black panther 2 um it's going to be kind of wild but yeah it's that's pretty great pretty crazy oh either Um, way dying light yes kyle crane Hardcore master. Um, yeah, so zombie apocalypse, um, but it's only in Haran, uh, the city you're dropped into by the GRE. It's kind of contained at this point. And they have this antizen, which is essentially... Oh, my cat is... Hold on, my cat's trying to get in. Come here. Oh, yeah, say hi to everybody. Meow. 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 Um, but yeah. Oh, your mouth is wet. I think you were drinking water. <laughs> nice. I love when Choach comes up and looks all angry at me after drinking water. And then she's got just one giant bead of water just stuck on her chin. And I'm like, you'd look way less intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I just drank some water, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, so the antizen kind of it, once you're infected, you're infected, but the antizen like stops the symptoms from progressing essentially. Um, and so there's this huge, like kind of civil war between the good guys and the bad, and you're trying to stop this bad guy. And that's why you were sent by the GRE is the, the bad guy apparently has some like government secrets or something. You're trying to he was an ex GRE operative, right? And then he oh, converted okay. over. And so, yeah, then he had some, some GRE papers that they needed. Some some goodies. I need those papers bad. Um, and then there there's more. I won't. I'll try not to spoil this. I won't say any more about it. Um, but there, there's some twisty turny boys in there. There's some twisty um, turnies for sure. But yeah, so it's a uh, tech land, and uh, it's very similar to kind of like Dead Island. Um, if you've seen that, like you get different weapon upgrades and modifiers, and like you can add electricity to some of the weapons and weapon tiers and all that kind of good stuff. But zombie parkour. But the the cool thing I almost always forget to talk about when we talk about it is the day night cycle, um, and how nighttime is just an entirely different beast. The zombies are stronger. Um, they have the what are they nightmares? Nightmares. Or, yeah. Yeah, they come out only at night, and they are nightmares they're super powerful zombies that you effectively until you're like late in the game and have some really good equipment you just need to run from Um, yeah for sure so it's uh it your xp is increased though so they like try to incentivize you to do stuff at night and some of the missions are night only um but it's definitely harder and a little bit scarier um which makes it pretty exciting and uh i like that in a game i kind of I want I want other games to do that. I want more open world zombie games. Well, Dying Light Two is eventually going to come out. Um, theoretically, yeah, theoretically. Who knows if it actually will or not? But it's been 
it's been i think they the developer said something along the lines of they just announced it way too early um that it's not like stuck in development hell there was some game that they mentioned that about um but they're just like they they announced it too early so it's just not ready yet um effectively but that'll be coming out so something to look forward to but as oliver and i always talk about and appreciate the soundtrack powell he's a god that it just creates the perfect ambiance for the game. It's eerie. It's ethereal. It's it's gorgeous. It, it's it, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, it it's hard to beat. It's it's kind of the the perfect match for Dying Light, and uh, yeah, it makes it beautiful. The there's there's good progression throughout the game. Skill progression of like agility, your combat abilities, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do yeah. think the learning or not the learning curve, the difficulty curve. I think I talked about this last time, but the difficulty curve is definitely a little cracked out. Like the beginning is like way more tedious and difficult than it needs to be. Cause until you get to like level nine or 10, when you can get the ability that when a zombie's down and you can crush their skull to kill them, oh, like it's to kill them. Yeah. That, that ability is just so necessary because normally they take so many fucking bullets to die. Like the guns are just super underpowered. Or it takes like 20 kicks to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it will, yeah, you probably don't even have guns by that point when you get that ability. Um, yeah, the guns the guns aren't underpowered, I guess. The guns are pretty OP. They definitely are like worth normally firing. Because when you fire, it makes really loud noise. So all the zombies come, right? Trade off every time you have to use a gun. Normally, they try to incentivize using melee weapons instead. But yeah, the difficulty curve is just like way more brutal. Like I said, when I was watching my friend or my roommate play through it, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not good, if I'm being honest. That's definitely a big critique of the game for me, is the difficulty curve going through it. Obviously, I'm with you, dude. The soundtrack, the ambiance, the, like, the the slums of Huron are, like, super fucking cool. I definitely love the environment and exploring around, and it makes it real fun, Um, just with how, like, I like how it looks. So, obviously, it makes me want to do some parkour. <laughs> But yeah, the difficulty curve is the main one. It is definitely like my biggest critique. It's just way too tedious in the beginning. And then by the end, you're just so fucking OP <laughs> at the end. You know, it's just like, I'm fucking Kyle Crane. Nothing can stop me. Um, I do have to say, we don't really talk that much about the DLC, the following. Um, but Which I still have not played. I know, which is probably why we don't talk about it that much. But um, that is also pretty phenomenal it completely changes it goes from kind of like a very densely populated like slums and city area into like the countryside um and you get this like buggy that you drive around um because now you have to like everything is so spread out you need to drive in between um and you have to like do maintenance or repair on your buggy and it takes gas and stuff so it adds a different like mechanic kind of like days gone a little bit um with your interactions with that and the motorcycle um and obviously you can add upgrades and stuff to that as well and kind of use it as a zombie plow um, is, is pretty fun too. There's way more, to my recollection, way more zombies in the DLC. Like every time I ran into zombies, they were always in a fucking herd in the DLC where you definitely do not get herds of zombies as much in the main game. I mean, you'll get places with like a bunch of them, but it's definitely the herds are way more like Days Gone and the DLC than they are in the uh, regular game. A base game experience. 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 What's up, Chacho? Um, but yeah, as far as which one 
oh man, it's going to move on. So I've got on one hand, I've got Infamous Second Son, platinumed it, love it, Sucker Punch, great studio. On the other hand, Dying Light, zombie parkour, amazing soundtrack, um, the DLC. Infamous Second Son wins. I think that's the right move, bro. Yeah, I I platinumed it. I like that that in of itself just tells you what I think of the game. But just the the clean gameplay. There's obviously like Dying Light is grounded in quote unquote reality, but um, Infamous Second Son because it's not. There's way more traversal options. A lot more vertical. Um, you're kind of like even flying around the map a little bit at points. Um, and combat is much more varied because you're dealing with superpowers. So you, you have some cool stuff in there. Um, so I think overall infamous second son is the better game as much as we love dying light. I think, yeah, I definitely, I mean, as I've been making it probably abundantly clear, my, I've been reality checking dying light for the last couple months in my head and it definitely, I definitely overhype it. It's okay that I overhype it. I'm not mad that I overhype it, but uh, it's definitely got some weaknesses to it, for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. The pacing of the game is definitely a little little funky, to say the least. But it's still a fun game, and the soundtrack is amazing. The atmosphere, ambiance is all good. But like, yeah, I think I think Infamous sounds like a superior game. I would have voted infamous. I mean, I haven't even played it. <laughs> but it does suck to see uh, Alteron take the wayside. It does. They made it to the quarterfinals, though. That's pretty good. Uh, infamous got an 80 on Metacritic, and I'm pretty sure Dying Light is like 76. So I made the correct choice while you, sir, made the incorrect choice today. That is facts. Yeah, I got a 74 on the consoles and a 75 on the not console, aka the PC. <laughs> I I think that's pretty fair. Um I I think I would give it closer to an 80. Um but I, I don't think that that's in the realm. An infamous I would give higher than an 80. I'd give it like mid to upper 80s, I think for me. Yeah. But No, I agree. I don't think that's too harsh on uh on dying light it's kind of hard to tell though because like the good games are like sometimes i don't know the the 80 to 90 scale just feels real or the zero to 100 you know but it can feel a little arbitrary sometimes like we hear the number and i'm like oh yeah it seems reasonable (laughs) i feel like there's not a whole lot of thought i don't know how you like stay super objective about ranking video games yeah, Especially as time moves on and technology changes. I mean, I guess you just have to rate it relative to the paradigm that's in play at the time. But then that obviously, like, a rating is has a delta T essentially to it, right? That's why it's all, it's all kerfluey and it's all subjective. I mean, this is art at the end of the day. And it's like, it's how, how you interpret that art is different for every single person. Um, that's why like assigning a number to it's kind of a moot point anyway. That's why I think like kind of discussing which one we think wins based on our personal preferences is probably the closest you're going to get to the actual decision. And that's only applicable to us. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people would pick portal two over hollow Knight. That's for sure. <laughs> a lot of people are wrong. It's okay. 
I don't know if it's wrong, but I'll take it. I'll take the W <laughs> if you're going to just hand it over to me for no reason. Always. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's our Sweet 16 round numero uno. Insanely long episode. Sorry for the additional content. Insanely long, but I think... Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. It's free, baby. Um, Yeah, interesting conversation, though, around, like, all VR and everything and where games are going to go. Let us know um, in the comments. Let us know on Instagram, YouTube comments, all that kind of stuff. What you think answers to our questions. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess... That's that's all we got. Uh, as always, links in the YouTube description. If you're listening to the podcast, check out YouTube. Listen to YouTube. Check out the podcast. All that kind of good stuff. Check us out on Instagram. You got it, baby. Um, yeah, so thank you so much. And as always, we will catch you in the next one. Juicy. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Again, we had a longer one this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the extra approximately 20 minutes of free content just for you guys and only for you guys. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Leave a comment on our socials or wherever you can find a place to comment. And we will see you next week. Juicy. Juicy.